0: This podcast replay. It's brought to you by Nature B. Hey, it's Big O in a virus-filled world. Boost your immune system the way I have for twenty years. Two capsules a day, sustained energy all day long. Order at natureb.com and use my code Big O for free shipping. Natureb.com. Uh, at hour number two of the program, thank you all for tuning in and supporting the show. Always appreciate that. All right, what else do we have going on? You know what we love to do? We love to going over our CuttersEdgePro.com
1: MVP of the night. Who's last night's MVP? For your complete landscape solutions anywhere in South Florida, there's only one MVP. CuttersEdgePro.com. Here's our CuttersEdgePro.com MVP of the night to
0: tell you something you know who's my mvp mike mcdaniel mike mcdaniel is my mvp all right now this cutter's edge stuff you know it's they're your mvp when they come to your home or your business your condominium complex and they completely change it you know what i'm saying but when i say mvp of the night sometimes it's a game but sometimes it's just about anything in sports or even life or something like that when you're making an mvp like move And the fact that this came out yesterday from the press conference, I told you the Fangio press conference really wasn't going to say anything earth-shattering, which there really wasn't anything earth-shattering. But the part that I found very intriguing is that Fangio and McDaniel barely even know each other. They really have no relationship. They just kind of know people mutually. They've had a conversation here or there in passing, but they really didn't. Even last week when he got to town, McDaniel was on vacation, okay? All right? So, for me, the fact that this dude has enough juice to bring a guy like Fangio over without a relationship, we're talking about a league that all they do is hire their buddies. I mean, if there's something that's really bad about the NFL is that, Bad coaches last way too long in the NFL and they get way too many breaks. And that's because they know one friend and they know another friend and another friend and all that. And I've seen the Tony Wises of the world and other types of dudes that just get extra opportunities when they don't deserve those kind of opportunities. And so it's just one of those deals that this league is littered with all of that. And that's usually what ends up happening. You usually bring the people that you know, right? The offensive line coach that they added recently, that was a guy he knew from, you know, when he crossed over with them in San Francisco. These two had never worked together. These two don't really even know each other. But it tells you that Fangio knows people that know him. And then those people know what he knows. And one of the things that he did talk about is, that he clearly has a terrific offensive mind. So Fangio took the job strictly out of the respect for his IQ as a football coach. That's pretty good. That's that's impressive, okay? Th- that I got to say, you're, you're talking about a young guy that we have not seen this from... We didn't see it from an older guy in Joe Philbin. We couldn't see it from a, a Cam Cameron who had to inherit some coaches. Um, we could not. See, we did not see this from Flo. You know what I'm saying? It, it, this is a challenge, Adam Gase. This is a challenge for young coaches to be able to build a staff. And you knew last year when he got here. Okay, well, dude, he can build an offensive staff. He should. That's his forte but you got to fix the defense. You got to fix the special teams. You eventually got to find and everybody tagged Fangio with him, yet they never had a real relationship outside of having the same agent and knowing a couple of people that they both know. So either out of pure reputation, out of seeing what happened last year, which was pretty good last year. I know it didn't end well here, but overall, I, I I feel better about the Dolphins than I have in the last 20 years. I really do. I, I don't get too clouded by a lot of the bad luck that happened this year because I truly feel that's what really happened to the Dolphins more than anything was bad luck, and then obviously game day decisions by Mike have to improve. But, man, do I respect the hell out of, The fact that McDaniel did really had no relationship with this guy. They really don't even know each other. They're going to get to know each other now. And the fact Fangio was willing to come here strictly on reputation. And from what he's heard, that to me is MVP. And like I told you a couple of weeks ago when they hired Fangio, that now. If Danny Crossman works out, which I hope he does, okay? He didn't have a good year last year, but maybe they think a lot of his players had to play defense and it put him at a disadvantage. They didn't give him a returner. Maybe they think the the kicking, the kicker being a little shaky was not really his fault. It's just kickers being kickers, whatever. I hope it works out for Crossman and I hope he has a good year next year because I'm a Dolphins fan. But if he doesn't, and you've got something good going on on offense, and Fangio has fixed the defense, it's going to be a hell of a lot easier to recruit a a special teams coach. And if you continue to have success, you're going to have that same kind of swag that McDaniel has developed when a very, very good defensive coordinator in Vic Fangio says, hell yeah, I will join Miami and their staff. Mike McDaniel, just like Cutter's Edge Pro, when you go on to their Instagram page, when you go on to their website, you will find out why they are the MVP. And when you have them redo your home, not only will your home go up in value, but also your neighbors are going to stop by and say, wow, that's a hell of a job, man. Who did that? Who did that? Because that's what I get all the time. Who did that? Cutter's Edge Pro. Cutter's Edge Pro. Mike McDaniel. Our CuttersEdgePro.com MVP of the night.
1: The MVP of the night is brought to you by CuttersEdgePro.com. Servicing HOAs, condominiums, townhomes, commercial properties, corporate parks, and malls throughout South Florida. CuttersEdgePro.com. Providing South Florida MVP performance every day of the year.
0: I appreciate all of you out there as always. Don't forget to keep uh, hitting that like button, hit the notification bell. Uh, Right after this show, we will have a crypto show. So we will stop this show, end it, and then a couple minutes later, we will start the crypto show. So uh, you guys can stick around and join us for a little crypto talk uh, right after the show. Have a little fun. Manny Navarro, by the way, will be joining us in this in this hour at 1130. At noon, Alan Poupart will join us, and we'll get his thoughts on what he saw yesterday from the press conference since he was there covering the Fangio press conference. What else do we have going on? Clippers get uh, Russell Westbrook. Bucks sign Leonard Myers to a 10-day contract. Patrick Beverly goes to the Chicago Bulls. Miami Heat yesterday ends up uh, signing Cody Zeller. So you got all of that going on uh, yesterday. Canes also moved up to number 13 in the AP rankings, number 11 in the USA Today poll. Tonight at 7, they take on Vatech. Uh, Vatek is favored by 2.5. The over and under is 154. UM is plus 120 on the money line and minus 140 for Vatek. I am taking the two and a half points and I'm taking the money line. Canes are gonna win this. Okay. C Dola, uh, I um I like the Trezor Model T for a cold storage wallet. Plus, you can also sign on to Exodus, which is free. That's like a warm wallet, and you can sync both together. So that way you can purchase stuff and move it right over into your cold wallet. Plus, While it's in your cold wallet, you can stake your ADA, you can stake Algorand on, on, uh, on um, Exodus while it's in your cold storage. So I uh, like the Trezor Model T, okay? That's the one I would get, it has more coins. The other model is a little cheaper, but it has lesser coins so you can move in there. The Model T has more, way more coins. So you're better off getting the Model T, okay? Uh, what else do we have? If Tua would have played with bruised ribs this season with Flores, Tua may have been broken in half. Yeah, I know he only played with cracked ribs last year and a and a cracked finger, and he threw a fifty yard pass that he completed to uh, to him. But yeah, uh, I mean he he only beat the Baltimore Ravens with a fractured finger and broken ribs and Lamar Jackson, and they held him out the week before. And the idiot would have held him out to that game if he, if, if Jabroni Brisquette doesn't get banged up in that game. And then he finally says, No, Jabroni, you got to stay here. Um, I think I got to play this guy. I, I didn't know it, but he's actually better than you. So, yeah. There we go. So it doesn't matter. It's all good in the hood. Um, Let's see, what else? Nelson says, so what? He's never lasted an entire year from beginning to end here. Alabama, St. Louis High or School, whatever. What does that tell you? Well, uh, Nelson, you know what it tells you, bro? You probably shouldn't watch the Dolphins anymore. I mean, I, I don't understand any of you out there. Understand this, Nelson, okay? They're not changing quarterbacks, dude. I'm not sure what you're doing, dumbass, but they're not changing quarterbacks. So what are you complaining about? You're complaining for nothing. All of you idiots complaining about Tua, you're complaining for nothing. You're morons. Tua is the quarterback. Deal with it or, bro, get lost. That's all. Get lost. Because complaining and whining about something that's not going to change, no matter what, is useless. Lamar Jackson's not coming. Neither is Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. None of them are coming. Tua Vailoa is your quarterback. Moving forward, period, end of story. If he gets injured again, then that'll be the end of him probably but they are moving forward with him and that's it. So talking about other quarterbacks is stupidity and ignorance because it's not happening. So Nelson, anybody else out there that wants to, you know, complain about it. You're wasting your time and you're wasting everybody else's time on the chat board and on this show. So, go somewhere else where you can bitch and complain with other people that don't, that want to change something that isn't changing. Okay? Pretty simple. I mean, it's just like, it's just stupid, dude. It's ridiculous. It's asinine. Wake the hell up already. And if you don't like it, bro, then tune out. Don't watch the show. Don't watch the Dolphins. Don't care about the Dolphins. Don't watch the draft. Don't watch free agency. Tua is the quarterback. That's all. Now, if Tua stays healthy and they kick ass, I don't want to hear from you either. Okay? So, if Tua's kicking ass and playing well in the playoffs, Nelson, I don't want to hear shit from you. Ever. Nothing. I don't want to hear that you love the Dolphins. I don't want to hear that you're on the Tua bandwagon. I don't want to hear any of that. Okay? Because you can't have it both ways. So you can either continue to complain about something that is never going to happen, no matter what. Brian Diaz, Big O, going to see Greta Van Fleet in March. Your thoughts on how they sound live? Exceptional. Exceptional. You'll love it. I've seen them like nine times live already. So, yes. Um. So, it, it's there's no comparisons, Frankie. There's nothing to talk about. Who gives a shit about Lamar? That's not your quarterback. Tua's the quarterback. That's it. You're not trading trading for Lamar. You're not signing Lamar. Lamar's not the Dolphins quarterback. Nothing. And yes, all he does is complain about Tua. I'm just not sure what the hell is wrong with some of you out there. That's your quarterback, whether you like it or not. And if you don't like it, bro, then don't watch the Dolphins. Then don't give a shit about them. Leave. That's it. You don't like Tua, right? You've given up on Tua. He can't stay healthy. He can't do this. He can't do that. Okay, fine, dude. It's over. Move on. Pretty simple. Jeffrey Loria was here. I moved on from the Marlins. I was done. I didn't go back and complain about. Oh, we should change this out. No, I just tuned out the Marlins. I'm done. I'll watch Fernandez pitch every five days, and then that's it. I don't really care. I'm not going to talk about it. Didn't talk about it on the show for years. I eliminated the Marlins from my show open. So for those of you that are, you know, if you're so dead set on, on disliking Tua and wanting to replace him like I dislike Loria, well, do what I did. I eliminated the Marlins. Ask anybody that followed the show. There was no Marlins talk for several years on this show, several years, no Marlins talk. I don't need it. I don't need Marlins talk to survive. Nobody needs Marlins talk to survive. They don't need an article in the paper. They don't need anything. The Marlins bring nothing to the table. So it's pretty simple, dude, get off it already. Nothing's changing. The guy's going to be your quarterback. And if you don't like it, then you don't like the Dolphins. Then move on already. That's it. If the Bills don't win a Super Bowl in the next five years, this Josh Allen era would have been a failure and they would have been forced to start over again with a new QB. Josh won't make it past age 32. Well, he definitely won't make it past that age if he continues to run the way he's running and wants to try to run people over. That That's not going to end well. I told you they broke Cam Newton in half. <laughs> you know, Cam Newton's Cam Newton didn't have accuracy and then they shot it, then they then his shoulder was shot. Think about that. Uh Lamar's just an injury prone as Tua, yet you really hear you 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 rarely hear that mentioned. I know. Well, whatever. Uh, ongoing headache with the Tua haters. If the Dolphins sign and bring Chad henny out of retirement, I will cheer him on because he wears the aqua and orange. Wish him well and let Tua and Tua let it fly. Anthony Pereira says, "Big O, you are a act Period. Keep up the great work. Thank you, sir. Too kind." Emilia says, there seems to be a larger percentage of subscribers under the age of 30, and they have zero patience, the kind of patience we older fans have built up over the years of mediocrity. Just hurry up and wait. <laughs> oh, man. Josh Allen, Amar Jackson, Cam Newton, Randall Cunningham, Vic, etc. shortened careers. Yeah, but some of those guys, uh, you know, Josh Allen's better than all of those guys. I won't put Josh Allen in the same uh, category as Randall or Vic or Cam or Lamar. He's way better than those guys. The the thing that's going to ruin Josh Allen is that he runs too much. Even the the general manager was saying it, too, that he doesn't want him running and taking those hits because it's plain stupid, you know? Let me tell you something I liked about the Fangio press conference. Again, nothing earth-shattering from this press conference, but I figure I'd I'd try to get some stuff out of it that I think will make you feel good as a Dolphins fan. And for those of you that are Dolphins slash Canes fans, you're going to relate with me here on this one. Yesterday, Fangio was asked about, you know, the players on on defense, and he said, I'm going to tailor the scheme to the players' talents. And when I heard that, that made me giddy that excited me and why did it excite me because that's what a real coach does i see it with spo all the time Oh, i got this kind of team okay i'm going to run this kind of offense i got this kind of team okay then i'm going to run this kind of offense okay i got this kind of team i'm going to run that kind of offense right because what you run with the big three is different than what you run with the big scrubs When you went 31 and 10, just like what you're running now with a whole bunch of two point players in a three point in a three point world. So you end up running all kinds of offenses uh, if you're Spo and you're adjusting to what your talent is. Right. You got a bunch of three point shooters. You can allow them to shoot a bunch of threes. You don't. Then you've got to draw some stuff up where you're more around the paint, attacking the glass, those kind of things. Right. It, It all changes. It's different kinds of offenses, and you've got to change. So let me ask you something, Canes fans. How did Josh Gaddis do last year? Remember what we talked about all year, right? Remember how pissed I was at Josh Gaddis, that he inherited a spread offense, and immediately he did the Jimmy Johnson boneheaded shit. Another reason why Jimmy Johnson's so freaking overrated. He got to the Dolphins, and he thought he could run the Dallas offense without the Dallas line or the Dallas running back. Josh Gaddis got here and thought he could go run the power running scheme when he didn't have that kind of an offensive line, all right? Didn't really have that kind of a run game. And then his quarterback is a guy that actually excels at spread. So let's run no spread. Let's not help our quarterback. Let's hurt our quarterback. And then he forcibly, as the year went on, had to then add more elements of spread, which shows you that Josh Gaddis is not a very good coach. And that was the beauty of Shula. Not to sound like an old man, but I just did it with, with Spo. right? I I, I I see it with Larinaga. He has different kinds of teams, too, and he adjusts to what he has. But I saw it with Shula. Whether he had Greasy, Zonka, Kick, and Morris, or whether he had Woodstock, where he had a running quarterback and a passing quarterback, and he had to kind of mix the two, or he had Dan Marino. Three completely different types of offenses and teams. That's what a great coach does. He adjusts to whatever he has out there on the, on the court, the field, the ice, you name it. And when Fangio said, I am going to cater it to my guys. I love it. Because when you inherit a team or you take over a new business, everything's not in place for you, right? You walk in, you're the new general manager of this shopping center or whatever. And you may not have the right security people. You may not have the right inventory people. You may not have the right whatever companies that are maintenance and this and that. And so it's going to take you a little while to kind of maybe fix things and get them up to par the way you like to do things. Right. So you, you take over a new team. Well, you know, this is my base offense that I like to run. But you know what? My personnel right now does not fit that. So I'm going to have to adjust a little bit to my personnel. I'm going to have to adjust to some of the contracts that I've inherited. Some I may not be able to get rid of right away. I may need a year or two to kind of flush that contract out and bring somebody else that fits more of what I like to do. But meanwhile, while I have this player, I have to play this kind of game. And to me, I thought that was a beautiful thing that he said right there because I I think that that's imperative in – in, in every coach, at every level, because teams will change from year to year. You ju- Last year, they, the Heat was deadly from three-point range. Now, they're absurdly terrible from three-point range. You know what I'm saying? So the coach has to adjust to what he has now, right? Worst scoring team, one of the better top 10 defenses in the NBA. So you're still playing defense because you have to play defense because you can't score. So you've got to make sure you got to play the best defense possible that you can play so it can keep you in the game because your offense can't keep you in the game. It can't carry you. You got to adjust. And that's what SPO does magnificently every single year, every half year. Because he gets injuries, and then he has to change things mid mid season or whatever, and that's where I got to tell you that I, I I I love what Fangio said yesterday on that because I think that that is something very very important. All righty, uh, do want to remind remind you, Welton Realm baby, we love talking about Dan and Jeff. They know how to get it done. They've been doing it for years. And Welton Rayom is in Hollywood, and we saw it firsthand. They took on Progressive, and they brought them to their knees. And Progressive was offering us a fifth of what we got from them, okay? And these guys knew that right away we were getting abused, and that's the problem. When you have uh, homeowner property damage or condo damage or business owner claims or commercial litigation or personal injury, do not call the insurance company first. You call the lawyers. You call Welton Raeum. They have their own adjusters because these adjusters are working for you. The other adjusters that work for the insurance companies, they're working for the insurance companies, dude. Don't let them kid you. 954-966-4646, they want to make those, those insurance companies happy. So they don't give a crap about you. They don't know you, man. Welton Rayom's fighting for you and fighting those insurance companies. 954-966-4646. 4646. By the way, if you've also got um, criminal defense or bankruptcy issues, Welt and Rayom can take care of you anywhere in South Florida, Dade, Broward, Palm Beach counties. You can call them for a free consultation. You don't even have to go there. Okay. Hell, you may not even have to go there until you go pick up the check. 954 966 4646. By the way, we also have an office in the Keys. So, our friends in Monroe County, if you've got some issues there, Before you call the insurance company, please save this on your cell phone, 954-966-4646 for Welt & Realm. Alan Pupar is next. Oh, I'm sorry. Manny Navarro is next.
2: If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to, and that's Caneswear at Miami Fanwear in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your Inner miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie, and open 24-7 online at caneswear.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where Inner miami and all Miami sports
1: fans shop. The viewpoint statements or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, media grouping, ownership, management, sponsors, or website. Time for Canes fans to get what they want. Information, insight, and perspective. It's the Where Miami Hurricanes Report with Manny Navarro, exclusively on the Big O Radio Show. Here's Big O and insider Manny Navarro.
0: Alright, alright, Good morning, sir. How are you doing?
3: Doing great. How are you?
0: Can't complain, my brother. Can't complain at all. Uh, just uh, seeing uh, what the world is doing. Uh, we got uh, the Canes tonight at VOTEC. By the way, I love the Canes today. Plus two and a half. How uh, is Vautech, How is Tech favored by two and a half? When Miami, like I, I was looking at, they're six and ten in the ACC. Miami's thirteen and four. Yeah,
3: I I just think it's one of those things where Miami just doesn't get a lot of respect from uh, from Vegas or anywhere else. Nobody really, I think, believes in them, even though they're twenty two and five and having a great year.
0: It's the weirdest thing, dude. Yeah. Right? and they and they play well on the road too. So I'm like, I get it. Votek's got a decent home record, but I kind of like Miami in this one. I'm taking I'm taking them in the money line. They're plus one twenty, and I'm taking them today plus two and a half uh, on the uh, on the line overall, man. I'm I'm, I'm on the cane side on this one, dude, man. I like it. All right, uh, walk us through, bro. What's the latest with the two assistant coaches? They still need to hire.
3: Well, I mean, obviously it's been a, it's been several weeks now and uh, you'd imagine that they'd be somewhere closer uh, to getting it done. Uh, last night I was hearing maybe that there was some some issues with a buyout uh, regarding Tim Harris Jr. at UCF. Uh, you know, Tim Harris, of course, uh, has really strong Miami ties. I mentioned him to you uh, last Friday as a, as a guy potentially as a running backs coach. Um, so that might be what's delaying it. I know uh, telly Lockett's uh, people put out a statement uh yesterday I think saying that uh, he's staying at Marshall. I don't know that Telly was ever really offered the job uh as running backs coach, but I certainly think that uh you know Mario's talked to a lot of people and, and it's what he likes to do. We've told you guys many, many times there will be a lot of guys oh, he has the, conversations thing, the with. The
0: thing is they got it confused that Mario's on the telly. <laughs> right. That's, that's what, what it was. That's what telly it was. calling people yeah. all over, not not really hiring Telly. That's kind of what it is. You know that's that's
3: that's Correct. I think Mario is is, uh, you know, I think the running back job, you know, at, at one point I thought maybe Jim Mastro, who was with him at Oregon, would be a guy uh, that that would probably be getting it. But obviously he's gone through uh, the interview process with several others. I don't know if Mastro, who's at Oregon, uh, will, will eventually come over here and join him in some other capacity. Uh, but, you know, those were the names I heard for running back and then receiver. You know, Kevin Beard was a name that people threw out there, uh, obviously with his ties to Miami. Uh, you know, Reggie Wayne, Leonard Hankerson. I, I, still, I
0: still remember Florida was the one game that he played mm-hmm. in his career. Kevin Beard had that one game. It might have been even a half that he right. was, like, freaking dominant in that half. It was the Gators, right? Wasn't it that game? Mm-hmm. Yes. Remember Kevin Beard, was. am I right or am I wrong on that? I believe, was, I believe right? you're accurate.
3: Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah he, he didn't he didn't have a stellar career at Miami, but he was solid. He was a solid, uh, solid guy. He wasn't as good as Leonard Hankerson or Reggie no, Wayne, no, 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 or no. anything it's like that that,
0: that. that day, that yes. day he was Ed Reed, bro. Like <laughs>
3: it's, that they, day he, he was showed up. That staff. day they needed they needed him.
0: That day he was Michael Irving. That day he was Bernard Clark. You know, uh, Tiger Clark in the Orange Bowl game. You know, that day yep. he was a freaking star, bro. That was. I, I give him credit that day. He he stepped up big time.
3: Yeah. So, you know, Mario, uh, I know spring football starts March 4th. Miami fans are antsy. One of the coaches getting in, yada, yada, yada. Uh, you got the coordinators in. So the kids have the playbooks. They're studying what they need to study. Uh, and, and uh, you know, again, wh- one thing I'll tell Miami fans always is spring football. Yes, it's an important time. Um, to implement your system and, and get, you know, a, a sort of accustomed to the new coaches. But there's going to be so many kids that always have surgery after the season that, we, you know, you'll, we'll show up the first day of practice and we're all going to tweet out, oh, such and such kid wasn't out here. Or such and such kid was in, wasn't participating. And, and we're going to find out, you know, from Mario, how many guys ended up having surgery and all those kind of things. And so, yeah, spring football is important, but the reality is it's what the guys put in over the summertime and whether or not they're ready to roll week one
0: prentice noland what can you tell me about prentice with the shades (laughs) well first of all his middle name really is air it's on his birth
3: certificate um he is a uh solid four-star commitment uh four-star quarterback recruit rather not a commitment he's uncommitted but uh, parents
0: jordan parents jordan fans or something
3: his dad was a uh just a, a really good basketball player in jo- in Georgia uh, years ago when I was, when you and I were probably still in high school and uh, he just dressed up like Michael Jordan. He had the calf sleeve. He uh, was skinny. Like Jordan had the bald head. So everybody, everybody called him jo- uh, air uh, air Jordan. And so dad said, all right, one of my six or seven kids, I'm going to name him. I think it's Seven kids, rather. I'm going to name him, uh, given the middle name Air, and so uh, he called him Prentice um, Air, and and that's his nickname. Anyway, really good quarterback. Uh, one of several that Miami is looking at. Uh, he, you know, most people thought he was going to be coming here on Junior Day, which is March 4th, the first, the start of camp, but he's actually going to be coming on his own on March. 23rd to kind of have his own one-on-one time with the coaching staff and everybody else. He's a high priority pocket
0: or, pocket or mobile passer?
3: Uh well he's he he runs track, he's super fast, but the kid is coached to stay in the pocket. He only ran for 156 yards and six touchdowns last season. So uh left-hander, where's number one? Just like Tua, studies Tua, studies uh Steve Young, Tom Brady. Uh, his coach, I don't know if this name will ring a bell for you because I don't know how much Middle Tennessee State football you, you watched back in the day, but his coach is Andrico Hines, who was a quarterback at Middle Tennessee for two years, a, ju- uh, a juco kid out of Georgia uh, who ended up putting up some good numbers at Middle Tennessee for a couple years and and uh, played a little bit of pro ball, not NFL, but you know, lower levels canadian and uh arena and all that other kind of stuff anyway uh good coach he, he works with a bunch of guys at the cam newton foundation and he, you know and, and so this kid air uh you know one of several quarterbacks that miami's taking a strong look at and you know he's going to visit clemson on march 11th he's going to ohio state on um on the 31st march 31st he's gonna you know texas a m Is looking uh, is looking at him, even though they already have a quarterback commitment. Arkansas, where Dan Enos is, he he likes Dan Enos because he coached Tua. Uh, So you know he's he's uh, he's a prospect to watch, and and I featured him today for the Athletic.
0: Yeah, I saw that. That's why that's why I asked, and since Mm -hmm. I saw it. I had to check to make sure that Miami was on the list there cuz Oh, absolutely. Sure. He he
3: was he was in there. If he, he he talked a, a little bit about Shannon Dawson and and uh you know, he really likes him. Uh Shannon was recruiting him to Houston before. And uh you know, he got his first this kid got his first offer in the 8th grade uh, from UCF's uh new offensive coordinator Darren Hinshaw, who was at Kentucky. So he's been on the radar. He's been a varsity starting quarterback since his freshman year. Uh, 55 touchdowns, four interceptions. I mean, that's hard to do. <laughs> Only four picks, threw for over 4,000 yards, 73% completion percentage, and he throws the ball deep. He's he's got a gun. He told me yesterday he throws it about 70. Uh, he tested his arm out last week, threw it about 78 yards downfield. So uh, that's that's a pretty good arm.
0: Okay. All right. What else uh, on the recruiting side should we know, Canes-wise? Anything else Bruin? Well, I mean, I think we could see some commitments start to pick up
3: here in, in the weeks ahead. Right now, Miami only has a kicker uh, committed as part of the 2024 class. But, you know, Mario wants these kids to come in uh, on junior day. He wants to see them up close. He wants to see, uh, you know, how, how in love with Miami they really are, how much of a part. of of the program. Do they really want to be? So they're taking their time. um, But, you know, there's, there's big plans for this class. They want to follow it up. They know that they had a, a, uh, a top, you know, 10 ranked recruiting class, but the only way you really make change in terms of your level of talent is by stacking classes on top of one another. So this is very important for him to follow it up, to get an elite quarterback in this class. You got to get one every single class, especially with the transfer portal nowadays, you never know who's going to take off and why, And uh, and so, um, you know, obviously, the transfer portal remains a a priority as well. Looking for some immediate wide receiver help. Um, I think, uh, you know, Gary Bryant Jr., uh, a kid from USC that they that they really like is is, remains on on their radar as a guy that they want to take. Uh, I think they want to add another receiver on top of that. So after spring football, we'll see some more. But as far as the 2024 class, guys like Aaron Oland, um, you know, there's there's a lot of them here in South Florida. Jeremiah Smith, who's the number uh, one ranked receiver in the country, jo- jo- Josiah Trader, who, who plays with him at Hollywood Chalmers. Those guys are all top priorities for him. And, uh, you know, I, I think if those guys are ready to commit at any point, they would take commitments from elite players, um, it's the lower tier guys you know the the, the other ones that are unranked I, I saw a list of, of, of names uh, I've got a list of names of guys that I know that they really like uh, and so those guys will be making their way their way through here once spring practice gets going and we'll see if if they you know decide to commit. Did you say change?
0: Sit your five dollar ass down before I make change okay? want to make sure all right uh what are you working on on the athletics so folks can check you out and subscribe and catch all your exceptional work covering college football and the canes of course
3: yeah uh well look there's there's always a lot of off-season projects i i love the team that i work with over there we're doing a kind of a fun series which if if you know every power five team there's going to be 69 of them this year because you've got ucf and houston and byu and um who's the other one that's joining the big 12 there's four of them this year i'm forgetting one of them uh cincinnati cincinnati Cincinnati, houston ucf and byu those are the four new quote-unquote power five teams because they'll be joining the big 12 this year uh, while Texas and Oklahoma are still there, so it's going to be a really big conference this year. The Big Twelve and and adding BYU, yeah, BYU's oh. a, a big pickup. So sixty nine Power Five teams. We're doing sort of a fun project where, uh, you know, we're we're coming up with recruiting pitches for each school. You know, what would it be and why? What and then we're ranking where we think the recruiting potential is. You know, if, I I know in our minds we always think okay, Clemson. Uh, you know, Ohio state, Alabama, Georgia, those are the, the the four best programs, but who could anybody really creep in on that group? Right. Um, you know, and, and from a recruiting perspective, how dangerous is somebody like Deion Sanders? You know, what, what's the potential for his 2024, uh, recruiting class? Uh, we, we kind of ranked all 69, uh, power five programs and, uh, you know, Miami's I, I put Miami in my top, uh, 12. Uh, I know other—it's like eight other reporters for the Athletic who were in on this project, so that'll be coming out sometime soon. Hopefully, uh, we're working on that. There's, there's—you know—just a ton of off-season stuff. Uh, you know, spring football's around the corner. I got some future stories that I've had interviews I've saved from the last few months, and I said, all right, I'm going to sit down and write this story at some point. So little by little, it's coming together, and, there, and there's always plenty to read at the Athletic during the off-season. There is
0: no off-season at the Athletic. No, there isn't. There isn't. There isn't any offseason on our show either. So, yes, that's right. So if, <laughs> if we work, you work too, damn it, okay? That's right. That's, that's, the, right. Way, that's, that's the, the way right. it works. <laughs> that's the way it works. All right, follow him on Twitter at Manny underscore Navarro. And you just heard the man. That's why you got to subscribe to The Athletic. So, you keep up with everything. Follow him on Twitter. You can also follow any breaking news coming out of the Canes or college football. Manny, as always, appreciate you. We'll catch up on Friday, my friend. All right, brother. Take care. Thank you, sir. There you go. Manny Navarro. Don't forget, 2511 South University Drive in Davie. They've got anything and everything with the Canes logo on it, man. Go see Brett. Go see Jeff. Go see all the great people out there. I think we'll be broadcasting out there in about two weeks when I come back from the uh, Combine. Uh, maybe we'll be out there uh, maybe on a Friday. We might be out there, actually, since we got five Fridays in this month. So we might be doing a little Friday action over there at Kane's Wear. All right. Uh, that is your Kane's Wear Miami Hurricanes report.
2: If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to. And that's Caneswear at Miami Fanwear in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at caneswear.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where inner miami and all Miami sports fans shop. I love you
0: guys out there. I love you so much that I'll rip you. And when I rip you, it's because I love you. And uh, and O'Shea, we love you. We love you because you constantly bring in some dumb stuff uh, and you open the door for me to rip you for saying stupid shit. And, um, well, O'Shea brought in a, a new one. And uh, what where is it here? Let me Let me read word for word, you know, because th- then they say, I didn't say that. Okay, I'm reading what you just said. Uh, Big O, you did the same thing for years with Tannehill, so you shouldn't call people morons who don't believe in the QB. Wait, hold on a second. When was Tannehill the number one rated passer in the NFL? I must have missed that, O'Shea. I must have missed that I ever saw something from Tannehill that actually said franchise quarterback. I must have missed it. See, that's the difference, my brother. You run into one subject into another, and then you tie them together when they have nothing to do with each other. Okay? I'm not believing in Matt Moore. I'm not believing in Ryan Tannehill. I'm not believing in a bunch of the Pat Whites and the John Becks and a whole bunch of them, but I do believe in Tua from day one. From day one, I believed in Tua. What did I say on draft day, if you remember? You, you can't count on him to stay healthy because he's had injury history. That's where you can't trust him. But the kid can play. So I'm willing. They are, they already drafted him. So what am I going to say? I know the kid can play. Now, there were a whole bunch of you, including you, O'Shea, that said he couldn't play. And you were wrong. Okay? You were dead ass wrong that he couldn't play. Like a whole bunch of you. Now a whole bunch of you that are wrong about him that he couldn't play, you're now riding the injury stuff. That's what you should have rode from the get-go. You should have said, there you go. But a lot of you dummies, including you, O'Shea, said he can't play. He can't be a franchise quarterback. He can't lead a powerful offense. His arm's too weak. He's too short. Whatever. He plays too much golf. Whatever stupid reason you had about him not being able to play. See, the difference is, O'Shea, I was right about Tua from the get-go. I said he can play. A lot of you didn't. You were wrong. I said his problem is injury history. I was right. A lot of you did not go after that one. Some of you wrote it from the beginning with me. Okay. Here's the problem. Ryan Tannehill at no point not even in Tennessee, ever showed me he was a franchise guy. On his best day, as I've always said about Ryan Tannekill, he's nothing more than a game manager on his best day. He didn't win a national championship, O'Shea. He didn't come off the bench and just take a team to a national title. I never saw Tannehill. In fact, what we saw, Shea, was Tannehill get benched in college. So when you compare Tannehill and Tua, that is freaking moronic. So I will take the chance with Tua, and I will back him up. I know he has injury history. I know he has durability issues. Those were my only concerns. Ask Lisa Rose. Lisa is on this chat board. I don't know if she's still there. She knows it. She talked to me from she has my cell phone. She she checks in with me every once in a while. We talk football all the damn time. And on draft day, she probably still has the text. I told her, hey man, you know, I'm I I was very come very concerned with him on the on the injury front, but he can play. I never shied away from the fact that I know he can play the game. That's the difference. Tannehill cannot. Tannehill will never, ever, 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 ever be a franchise quarterback. He doesn't have – Scatterbrain doesn't have that in him. Tua has it in him. See, notice how we get less – and there's a lot less now. It's almost – it's almost like – it's almost to the point now where you sound stupid if you say he can't play. At this point, if you call him noodle arm, you're an idiot. If you call him that he's too short, you're a moron. If you say he can't play, now you, now you sound stupid. Because now he's proven to everybody. He's the number one rated passer in the NFL. Number one rated passer. The guy was in the MVP talk. You ever going to put Tannehill in the MVP talk? No, I don't think so. So please. Don't compare Tannik Hill or John Beck or Pat White or any of the deadbeats they've had here for years and years to Tua. This is the best quarterback you've had since Marino. Okay? Tua's better than everybody you've had combined. So to compare Tua to Tannik Hill, and the two situations, O'Shea, is freaking stupid. Just like when you thought Tua couldn't play. But hey, thank you. We appreciate roasting stupid comments. Ah, Jesus Christ. Sean, do you think Cody
2: will beat Roman? I just just respond to that. I believe if WWE wants to have the happy ending, which they usually do at at WrestleMania. Don't we all? uh, Yeah, yeah. Don't we all like happy uh, endings? I think they let Cody win it, but I hope they don't. I hope Roman wins. But I think the ending of the story is going to be Cody winning it. They got him from AEW. They gave him $3 million a year. Ultimately, I think the whole story was to get him the title
0: a happy ending
2: a happy ending with the nightmare cody okay. Rhodes.
0: okay no i'm just just want to make sure we got happy endings involved here
2: it'll be happy the endings are good. it'll be full circle the american dream
0: oh let's talk a little um fangio I thought something uh, that was kind of interesting in the conversation, not earth-shattering or anything, because he, he he wasn't going to say anything like that. But if we want to get into some comments and delve deep into some of the Fangio comments that kind of hit home for me, one that I really like that he said was when they asked him about blitzing. And you remember we we talked a couple weeks ago that I told you i was going to chick-fil-a and i was in the car and i caught mark ross I, i i i gotta i gotta keep remembering the name mark ross right and apparently joe has him on i guess he's one of their odyssey insiders or something like that and he was describing fangio's defense as an aggressive attacking style defense which it's not and ben albright told you the right way the guy that actually covered fangio and has covered the broncos for years and has documented everything that's going on with the broncos and he told you fangio doesn't really blitz a lot you know it's more of a bend don't break type of defense they force you into mistakes you know that kind of stuff right and yesterday they asked fangio about blitzing and his answer was basically i'm paraphrasing if you have to blitz all the time, that's not a good thing. And that's because he wants to find a way to put pressure and make it happen on a base defense and, and use that that second half of your defense to force the quarterback and the offense into mistakes. So, And he explained it yesterday in a way that, hey, listen, man, I, I don't believe that that's... Productive defense if you have to be blitzing all the time, because when you're blitzing all the time, then that puts you also at a disadvantage. And if you're a great quarterback, there's ways to beat the blitz. Like you didn't blitz Marino, you don't blitz Brady, you don't blitz certain people because they just kill you if you blitz them because they know exactly what's coming, they know exactly where it's coming from. So they know the spot in the defense that's going to be open. And then their receivers know that it's coming. So they know to, it, that it's a hot read. And so they've got to then sit somewhere in the in the zone and, and find a spot. And the quarterbacks and the receivers, as long as they're, you know, uh, trained and practiced the right way, they will be on the same page and they will burn you more often than not for blitzing them, the great quarterbacks. Obviously, the younger and the more mediocre quarterbacks, you can get to them because they don't figure things out nearly as quickly. By the way, did you notice what the XFL is doing? The XFL keeps their helmets on the entire time. So they can actually coach through the play. You know, um, I've told this story before. I Brian Billick, the year that Randall Cunningham had a great year, the headphones cut off at the 15-second mark. They would have the Ravens come to the line by the 20-second mark. And that way, he still had five seconds, so when he's about to snap, he can see what the defense is going to do, basically. And that way, he could tell Randall, hey, there's a good probability you got to go to the left side and go to the X receiver, go to the wide receiver. Oh, the tight end's going to be open. Hey, work the the running back out of the backfield here because – you know, that kind of stuff. So he already, and it helped Randall have a better year than he had ever had before because of that little trick of getting them to the line before the radio cutoff. So Billy could guess, because obviously you can switch in the last second and kind of fool him. And I'm sure they knew that he was doing some of that. But that was kind of the way they helped. But in the XFL, they go through it all the way. So it's kind of interesting how they do that. And that helps quarterbacks too, because you're getting lesser quarterbacks at that level in the XFL. They probably need more training and more knowledge in their head. And so that's good that the, that the, uh, the coaches help them, you know, with that. I thought that was really cool, but the idea of blitzing all the time is not something that he likes to do as Ben Albright told you, you know what I mean? And as, you know, you were misinformed in other places, you know about it. And I thought that that was a very interesting answer he had to the whole blitzing thing. That it was, ah, oh, no, dude, that's not what you need to do. And that's kind of it's it's a bend, don't break, force you into kind of mistakes defense. So be prepared, okay. So I thought that was very interesting from from uh, Mr. Fangio. All right, let's uh, let's get ready for hour number three, Alan Poupard. He handled that press conference. He covered it. Let's get his opinions on Vic Fangio and other things with our Miami Dolphins report brought to you by ejdconstruction.com.